on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. The Newman Jet bowling team finally underway for their season, just underway last week with a couple of victories, both the men and the women taking first place at the SWIBC 1 and 2 tournaments. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the JetCast. Blake Cripps here, and we are talking bowling this week as they are off to a first-place start on the year. Of course, joining me is the head coach of the men and the women here at Newman University Bowling, and that, of course, would be Billy Murphy. Billy, so fantastic to have you back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us. Well, uh, obviously, uh, it had been quite a while since you guys had been in competition. First of all, you're finally underway. How... How much were you looking forward to this, to, to trying to finally get back on the lanes, get some competition? I know when we talked, there was maybe a, some doubt, some question as to whether or not a season was going to happen, but there is a schedule. You can find it at NewmanJets.com, and uh, obviously uh, it's so great to just actually get underway and just get some pins knocked down. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's obviously been a crazy world, and uh, not knowing uh, whether we were going to get to compete. Um, but our, our governing body has decided that uh, it's important that we get these athletes going and uh, continue to try to compete. Uh, but it, it was just awesome to be back on the lanes. You know, no matter what the result would have been this weekend, um, just getting our athletes back out there and getting them competing against other teams. Uh, you know, we practiced the whole first semester uh, and, and in any sport, you, you can only go so long uh, looking across at another person and it always being your teammate. <laughs> That's you know? right. You always want to get out there and you want to compete against other schools and kind of see where you are and how to get better and all, all that goes on with uh, coaching and being an athlete. So it was just wonderful to be back out on the lanes. Well, and, and obviously, sure, you'd like to get back out on the lanes, but boy, when the men and the women both win the events, uh, that's a pretty special way to start the year. Yeah, it was, uh, and, and we competed very well. Uh, you know, we obviously there's things that we need to get better at uh, over the course of the season. Uh, but just seeing them back out there uh, competing and uh, and winning is always fun, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. You know, and, and part of what you're trying to do. So that part of it was great. Uh, and it, it's just one of those things where just getting back out there and competing and then seeing some success for your athletes, uh, it, it was just a great way to start the season. Coming up here on the JetCast today, we'll be talking with Madison Douglas, a senior from Wichita off of the women's team. She actually won the individual event last time out for the Bowlers. And we'll also be joined by a sophomore guard from Toronto, Canada, off the men's basketball team, Ian Lee, coming up on this episode of the JetCast. Was the field any different because of the pandemic? Were there any schools that decided to not participate? Was it smaller than usual? How was the event different this year because of the pandemic? 
Yeah, it was a little smaller. Uh, you know, I, I do know that one school, uh, the, the head coach tested positive, so they decided not to come. Uh, but there was three other schools that are normally there uh, just from our area. Um, you know, Wichita State didn't go because uh, they're, they're not even starting school until February 1st. Right. So they're not allowed to travel yet. Um, but there were there was probably uh, four or five women's teams and probably eight or nine men's teams that weren't there because they just haven't started their schedules yet. Were procedures any different? How have the actual procedures of bowling changed due to coronavirus protocols and social distancing and how different is it for the the student athletes actually getting out there on the lanes yeah it's uh and it, this is going to depend on where you're competing sure because uh, you know we're in texas uh they didn't have any fans uh which was a good thing uh there was more room to move around in the bowling center because the bowling centers are usually pretty packed uh we we were wearing masks at all times um, in, in Texas, they're going to let you bowl. Uh, you have to wear your mask all the time, but when you get on the lane, you can pull your mask down. Sure. Uh, when we compete in our event here in two weeks, that will not be the case. You will have to have the mask on at all times. Um, there, will, there will be nobody in the bowling center except the athletes. Um, and they had a few more people down there because uh, they're big bowling centers. So they basically just cut the competition area down and didn't allow anybody into that area. Uh, so it's going to depend on where you're at, where you're competing. Um, I, I would tell you the protocols that we've put in place for our event uh, are, are pretty strict because uh, we just want to try to protect the athletes as much as we can. And of course, that would be the Mid-States Championship that will be coming up on the 6th and the 7th right here in Wichita. When you think about the, the fact that there are not going to be any fans at all, Obviously, when you're at a bowling event, sometimes they can provide, you know, a pretty exciting atmosphere for the athletes. What kind of a mental adjustment was it for them? Obviously, they made it very well to win both events, but the kind of mental adjustment that you need to make in order to succeed in an environment when it's a lot more like a scrimmage, although I'm sure, you know, the team still got chirpy when things were going well but yeah. obviously a much different atmosphere for these athletes to be competing in yeah it is uh and we talk a lot you know in the past and and now to generate our own momentum uh so i think things that we have done in the past have prepared us for something like this because we do you know we have our units there together they're always standing together um, they're talking and communicating uh, but we try to generate our own momentum most of the time, uh, which also will create an environment where when you do have lows, you kind of get out of those lows quicker. Uh, but it, it is a totally different environment, uh, not having fans there, not having parents there. Um, you know, we we live streamed our event. Right. Uh, we, we, you know, bought some technology and um, and got that up and running so our parents could watch. Uh, so that's a little bit different, too, because uh, that's not something that normally happens. Sure. Uh, but it is, it's definitely a strange environment looking back and, and not seeing parents, not seeing fans. Uh, obviously, looking up at the scoreboard and seeing uh, first place next to the Newman name, that's not that strange. And the men uh, went off to a 34-pin win over Drury, and then uh, it seems like you guys won by 200 in the second one on the men's side. So obviously they did very well. Did they surpass? Past your expectations? Were you surprised, or were you kind of expecting to go in and, and get a victory? 
Yeah, I, I think we were going in expecting to win. Um, and, and honestly, that's kind of our mindset all the time. Sure. Uh, but it, it's one of those things like, you know, as the coach this time under what we've been through, I wasn't sure how the athletes were going to react. Right. Um, and the, fir- the first day was kind of one of those perfect storms. Uh, the lane conditions were really hard. Um, it was our first time out. Uh, you know, we've got some new players in there. And it just took us a little while to get going on the guy's side. Uh, you know, and they struggled through that, uh, but responded well later in the day when they had to make a run. Because I think at one point we're in fourth place. Uh, but the last couple games, they they found their rhythm a little bit and got going and uh, and got the victory. Also, as part of that victory, had some really good individual performances, mm-hmm. which obviously in an individual sport you need to have. But uh, Tyler Sinovec uh, ended up getting third place uh, overall in the event, and a couple other ones were out were right there, close in the top mm-hmm. ten. Um, so. In terms of leadership for him, uh, how good was that to see him come out right out of the gate and and be a leader and, and get third place? It was great. Um, you know, he's been working hard in practice, and he's he's actually been throwing it awesome uh, since we got back. Um, so I, I think he worked pretty hard over the break when he was home. Um, and it was great to see him do well. On the women's side, obviously, they also won their event. And Madison Douglas, who we'll talk to here from Wichita on, on the next segment of the show, uh, she actually won the whole darn thing for the women. So talk yep. about the lady side and, and obviously her uh, with an individual championship to start the year. Uh, pretty fantastic for a, a player last year. I think I wrote this down, 178.3 average last year in 12 events. And for her to come out right out of the gate and, and, and get a victory like that obviously sets the, sets the tone on the women's side yeah it does and and madison's one of one of our hardest workers uh we don't ever have to worry about madison being in the bowling center practicing uh she she is uh she's pretty hard on herself i think sometimes uh but she has great work ethic um and it was great to see her come out i i know you know her and i've been working a little bit and she was struggling two weeks ago a little bit um, but i think last week before we left she really kind of found her rhythm um, and it was good to see her continue that on during the event. Uh, and uh, averaging 195 on what we bowled on, uh, tremendous, tremendous showing. Because, I mean, the condition they laid down on that first day, it was, it was pretty rough. And she just kept it in play, kept hitting the pocket, clean frames, all the things that we talk about. So it was great to see her bowl well. Were there any surprise performances by either team, player that maybe stepped up that you weren't necessarily expecting them to finish where they did? Yeah, you know, the second day on the guy's side, uh, you know, Justin Pashanik, who uh, three years ago, he's at a derby uh, Kansas, you know, he he came in and he had great physical skills, but he wasn't really there. And you know, he he led the second day um, and averaged over 230. And he has come so far in his time here, and it was just great to see him do that. And then we had good performances from Chaston Pohas and James McIver, uh, two sophomores. Um, and from where they were last year as freshmen, I mean, the growth rate for those two guys has just been really, really nice to see. Um, and, I, and I think they're going to get a lot of playing time the rest of the year. 
Final question for you, Coach. Obviously, your home event, the one home event that you'll have this year, the Mid-States Championship, February 6th and 7th in Wichita here in, in about a week, week and a half or so, uh, which is about the normal cadence. You guys bowl typically weekly or every other week, yep. and yep. that's about what it's going to be this year, obviously. Not, season's starting a little bit later than it normally would, but uh, final question for you. Uh, just give us a preview of that event. Uh, what do you expect to see out of your team there, and what other competition do you expect to see, and how will that kind of uh, compared to what you faced in your first events yeah it's going to be it's going to be bigger field uh right now we have uh 20 women's schools and we have i think 23 men's schools uh we we hope that all that will go well over the next couple weeks and we'll get them all here but we're probably going to have uh eight or nine of the top 20 teams in the country that will be at the event on both sides so the, the competition is going to be strong, um, and it'll be a nice test for us and kind of see where we're at uh, going into the, the second half of the season. We'll see if the Jets can make it two in a row. Once again, that Mid-States Championship, sixth and seventh, and I'm assuming that will be a no-fan situation, as you mentioned. If somebody wants to keep track of this event, if they want to watch it, maybe there's live stats, something like that, where can they get access to that? Yeah, we've actually set up two YouTube channels. Uh, one for the Newman men's and one for the Newman women's. And if you go on and, and put those in there and subscribe to our channel, uh, it's free to watch. Okay. So that is how you can follow them on YouTube. And, of course, Colin will have all the updates at newmanjets.com after the event with recaps and standings. So you can look for that as well on newmanjets.com. And also, you guys are Newman Jets Bolt. Where are you guys on Twitter? Oh, gosh. Uh, it's it's Newman Jets Bowl. Newman Jets yeah. Bowl on Twitter, so you can follow the team along with that as well. Coach Billy Murphy, I appreciate the time so much. Thanks, Thank you for being here. Yeah, as always, thanks for having us. We've got one of the leaders on the women's side for bowling coming up next from right here in Wichita. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers – With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. Fact is, every insurance company hopes you drive safely. But Allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. It lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard with feedback to help you drive safer, giving you the power to actually lower your cost. Unfortunately, you can't do anything about that. Now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121. Back here on episode 33 of the JetCast, getting set for bowling coming up. Here in just a couple of days, as I mentioned, right here in Wichita, the only home event of the year for the Jets. And joining me now is the first women's bowler we've had on the program this year, Madison Douglas, a senior from right here in Wichita, a former Eisenhower Tiger, Goddard Eisenhower High School product. 178.3 average last year in 12 events, 
but she did just win the opening event of the year for the Newman women's bowling team. Madison Douglas joins me here on the JetCast. Thank you so much for being here, Madison. Thanks for having me. Uh, obviously, first of all, congratulations. And I'll ask you the same question that I asked uh, Coach Murphy. How excited were you just to be able to get out there on the lanes and actually have a chance to, to compete instead of just practicing all the time? That had to be so refreshing to get out there in competition. It was very refreshing. Um, it was just exciting to be out there, um, being with the team, seeing how we were going to do, um, and it was just really exciting. How did you use the off-season, and, and how challenging was the off-season in terms of getting your prep in, getting your work in in order to, to get ready for your senior year? Um, it was challenging. I had a couple rough patches, but... I just kept pushing through. I practiced almost probably four days a week, just trying to get ready and prepared for season. He had mentioned when we talked last segment that there were a couple of rough stretches when you mm -hmm. weren't bowling as well. Obviously, you were able to overcome that. When you were going into the event, uh, how did you feel about the prep that you had put in in the off season? How confident were you that you were ready? Um, I was a little unsure, to be honest, going in. I knew I had worked hard and was prepared as I could be, but... Well, obviously, when you get a, a payoff like that, it certainly makes everything worth it, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and when did you know, I mean, because I'm not a good bowler, so I don't have, you know, I step onto the lanes and I pretty much never have confidence. But I'm assuming that when you're a seasoned bowler and you, you step up to the line, you can kind of tell you're maybe you're taking a practice shot early on. Like, OK, I got it today. When did you know? in those events that like okay i i've i've got my a game here for for these events this week um probably during practice um i was throwing it as good as i wanted to be and that first game kind of i knew it was my time to shine you, he said that the the oil pattern was was pretty difficult mm -hmm. how much how difficult was it compared to what you guys normally throw on and how much more difficult was that maybe because of the complete lack of competition that you had had this year um you know and, and starting with such a rough how, how challenging was it to start with such a rough pattern right out of the gate your first event um it was pretty challenging i had to really make sure i didn't get the ball out as far as I normally do. So that was a little bit of a challenge, but I knew if I changed my angles a little bit, I'd be able to do what I wanted. How important is it to have flexibility? Because I know in any sport, there's a certain key that you have to winning, maybe that would be different for one of your teammates, for the guys on the team, but something that you know that you have to focus on in order to win. What do you feel like some of those keys are for you? Um, I just have to focus on getting the ball to the target, um, making sure that I make my spares, obviously. Um, just being really focused on what I'm doing. In addition to that, bowling is kind of unique in that, you know, it, unlike any other sport, with the exception of golf, and I haven't forgot about you, Coach. <laughs> we're going to have Coach Torg. We're going to have golf back on here one of these days. Um, the playing field for most sports is pretty much the same. 
But in bowling, obviously, you know, while it doesn't make any bit of difference what the oil pattern is for players like me, for, for players like you who actually can control the ball and know what they're doing, you know, it can be a world of difference out there on, on the lanes when you have to make an adjustment. How do you allow yourself to have flexibility with you know, keeping to your keys, keeping to your game plan, but needing to adapt it to maybe a certain lane condition that favors your strengths or maybe one that plays against your strengths and plays into your weaknesses? Um, I think really communicating with everyone else because not everyone throws the ball the same, but we can align ourselves up just by communicating with one another and seeing how they're moving. Um, how huge was that for you guys to come out of the gate and, and win a women's team championship, uh, you know, first event of the year? I know that it's an individual game, but, uh, you know, it's, it's molded into a team concept. And how big was that to start with a, a first place finish in, in the column there to, to start the year? It was amazing. Um, our team chemistry was really, really good, um, which really helped. Um, everyone was just working really well together. So... It was really huge for us. Obviously, you've got a home event coming up. It'll be the Mid-States Championship uh, in just a couple of, of weeks here in February, first, uh, first weekend of February, 6th and 7th. It will be a little bit different, uh, you know, not having the fans around. Uh, how much are you looking forward to that event? But at the same time, you know, with it being your senior year, it would be great to have fans and family, especially with you from right here in Wichita and, and went to school in Goddard. So there could be a lot of local fan support for the team. I know there always is. But uh, how do you mentally make that adjustment with a much, much different atmosphere at a bowling event than maybe there would otherwise be? Um, I think just knowing that they're watching, um, I mean, I have my teammates and they really, we hype each other up, so I don't really pay attention to the fans as much, Sure. but, um, I think just knowing that they're watching, um, how we're doing is good enough for me. <laughs> so question, Shane, question for you. We had a male bowler on last time and, uh, coach Murphy got to ask him a question. He's asking you a question and he knows that you like a lot of student athletes. I am sure, uh, have to split some time in between the classroom training for your sport and also doing a little part-time work so he wants to know how do you keep that work-life balance how do you do how do you do your time management to make sure you've got time to to go to school to go to work help pay your bills and then obviously circle back around and get practice time in at the lanes um time management is huge um if you don't have it kind of screwed <laughs> <laughs> well that's rather fun isn't it um but i just make sure i do my homework at the beginning of the week um or even on the weekends um just make sure i have everything done by when it's due what what are you studying um, I'm a criminal justice major. Wow. Okay. Criminal justice. <laughs> uh, obviously, there are several different ways that you could go with that major. Um, here in uh, the spring, this spring after you graduate, obviously we're assuming, um, you'll have a lot of different options of where to go. Have you identified what which branch of of that you'd like to maybe pursue here after graduation? I have not. <laughs> no, and that's okay. Maybe more schooling. Is that is that a possibility? Um, I actually have one more semester. One more semester. Okay. Possibly so, two. Okay. So maybe, maybe one more year of school. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Final question for you, thinking about 
on the lanes. What are your goals for your senior year? Obviously, last year um, you were about, I think, fifth on the average uh, on the team. But, you know, obviously you can kind of change your expectations after winning a, a, an individual title to start the season. How do you stay grounded, stay humble, and, and kind of stay hungry, even though you had that early success and, and keep pushing it forward and make it two, three, maybe four event championships? Um, just keep working as hard as I've been. Uh, I'd like to stay a top three average, Okay, but nothing too big. Madison Douglas, senior from Wichita, from Goddard Eisenhower High School, winner of the first women's event for the Jets individually this year. Once again, they're at the Mid-States Championship coming up on the 6th and the 7th. You can find the Newman Jets bowling teams on YouTube to follow along live right here in Wichita. Best of luck to you in those events, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. We will have Ian Lee, sophomore point guard off the men's basketball team, joining us next as we wrap up the JetCast after this. Where can you land the best jet swag? The official online store of Newman University Athletics, NUJetsGear.com. Store features the greatest variety of Jets logo gear anywhere. From latest clothing styles and hats to Newman branded lawn chairs and office supplies and more. NUJetsGear.com is your place to purchase sports specific, alumni, parents, and hard to find Newman merchandise. Shop right now on your computer or phone. NUJetsGear.com or click the Shop Now button at newmanjets.com. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Wrapping up the JetCast, talking men's basketball. Last time out, the Jets put a scare into the number three team in the country, Northwest Missouri. They are back in action with another top 25 team coming in here to Wichita, the Washburn Ichabods. And joining me to talk all about it, sophomore point guard from Toronto, Canada, transferring from Howard University, Ian Lee here as we wrap up the JetCast. Ian, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Uh, Eight points per game, 20 assists. You lead the team just to give the fans some superlatives for you. Last time out, 81-70 loss at, at number three, Northwest Missouri State. Certainly wish I could have been there, but we actually watched it in this room as, as we called and described the action. Okay. And from R.J. Allen's perspective, talking to him on the phone after the game, he said that the atmosphere was a little bit different because there were more fans allowed there than there had been in any of your other games this year. Mm-hmm. How did you guys notice that atmosphere, and how did you think it affected you early on in that game at Northwest Missouri? Well, it was it was definitely noticeable um, coming from you know other teams and other gyms where there was virtually no fans. They had you know a cheer squad, a whole band. You know, a good a number of fans in the stand, and uh, it was noticeably more loud. And uh, in terms of how it affected us, I mean, I say I, it didn't really have much effect. We sort of just, you know, played how we played and sort of blocked out the noise. But of course, um, of course, it was noticeably louder. Well, uh, and you guys early on, uh, Northwest Missouri State was having success. They got out to a 28 to 14 lead, mm-hmm. and you kind of got the feeling that the game was at a tipping point. You guys found threes, rallied back, trailed by only two, and actually had the lead for much of the second half against the defending national champions, the defending MIAA champions. What allowed you guys to, to turn that around with Northwest Missouri State? You know, it looked like they were going to try to run away with it, and instead, um, obviously, you guys gave them one of their closest games of the year. Right. Um, I say we just we just looked at each other and we we just started you know believing and just playing free because you know 
our uh, what we need to do is not really look at our opponent, but look more at ourselves. And uh, when we play like that, when we play free, when we play with belief, and um, we can compete. In, I believe we can compete with anybody in the country. And that's sort of what we did. And when we sort of started rallying back, um, we we you know we realized that like it doesn't matter who we're playing. You know, just play basketball. You guys have taken some tough losses this year. How have you tried to personally bounce back mentally, and how's the team been trying to bounce back mentally from those setbacks? Yeah, um, our coaches have been a great job. You know, just constantly preaching to us. You know, stay with it, stay the course. You know, keep believing, just keeping at it, and that like. That what we're going through, you know, it could be looked at as a blessing in a sort of way. And, you know, like the atmosphere in the locker room is, you know, it's not one that looks, that feels like our record. It's one sort of with hope. And uh, as long as we keep working and believing, I think it'll be fun. You are just a sophomore on this team, but watching you out on the court, you know, as, as the starting point guard, you know, you're kind of thrust into a leadership position. And it seems like you already kind of provide that calming influence on the court. What do you attribute that leadership quality to in yourself? Well, I've, I've been a point guard since I started playing basketball at the age of four. And sort of, you know, it's really... Um, it's really the confidence that the coaches have in me that I'm able to, you know, play the way that I play, you know, provide this calming influence. And it's really my teammates that always have my back out there that, you know, it's what it's um, why I'm able to play. So obviously a leader as a sophomore freshman year at Howard. What was that experience like playing at Howard University? It was uh, it was a great experience. It was definitely different. Um, it was, um, you know, before COVID, it had a lot more fans, a lot louder. Sure. Sort of in the Division One environment. It was an HBCU. So, you know, it was a great experience. I learned a lot from it, and uh, I wouldn't take anything from uh, it. Obviously, in practice, when you have close losses, uh, I know you've had a couple of performances that you guys would like to have back this year, and Coach Allen has really challenged you guys in practice. How have you seen the mood in practice? How's the mood been in practice this week after that close Northwest Missouri state loss? It's it's all about getting better. It's all about learning from our loss. It's all about taking what the things we did well as, as well as the things we did not do well and, you know, improving on those in this practice week. And um, that's sort of what we start to do every single time we step on the court. When you're a player, the coaches are in charge of, you know, getting a lot of things organized and, and, and being able to, to plan things out for you guys. Mm -hmm. This year, obviously, and I'm, I know it was way different at, at Howard at the Division One level last year pre-coronavirus. Right. How do you allow yourself to have flexibility when you're dealing with so many different schedule changes that take you out of your normal every game, day-to-day -day routine? You, you just, um, it's tough, but you just got to sort of realize that, you know, you're still blessed to be playing. <laughs> right. It's like, we could not play at all, and there's a lot of, teams and players in the country that aren't playing it at all and uh, if that's the price to pay with all these procedures and all these you know hassles I guess but it's really no price to pay. How were, how have you been able to keep uh, in touch with your family in Canada and were you able when the pandemic first hit were you able to go home to Canada did you stay here in the United States and and how's it been trying to stay a little bit separate from your family north of the border? Yeah actually in March when you know it sort of blew up and whatever um you know right from the conference tournament at howard i went straight home and you know i had to quarantine for really about like two to three months and you know it was tough it was it was weird like i thought you know i'd go back to school it would sure. be all over 
But uh, no, look what it is now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not quite overall. We're hopefully, hopefully turning the corner. What do you feel like is the strength of your game? You know, early on in the year, you had been mostly a distributor, but uh, here in the second half of the season, you've shown that you can hit the outside shot. And you've been an important part of the offense, scoring points lately too. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of the coaching staff, you know, they just really put that confidence in me to, you know, if I have a shot, shoot it, and you know. I'm glad that I'm hitting a uh, sort of stride right now. And uh, what's most important that I don't get complacent is that I try to keep it going for my team, of course. So, uh, yeah. Final questions for you here, uh, two about the Washburn Ichabods. Uh, first of all, obviously, that was a, a challenging loss up there in Topeka. They're a really good team, uh, one of the top five teams in the country at one point this year. They'll be knocked down. They lost to Emporia State last time out, so they won't be seventh, but they're still going to be in the top 15 100%. What do you remember about that Washburn game? It was a 161 loss. Uh, obviously, just because you guys lost that game doesn't mean you're necessarily going to lose this one. But uh, Washburn got off to a fast start and really kind of steamrolled it there in the second half. What was the biggest challenge they presented to you the first matchup that you had in Lee Arena? Um, I believe it was our first road game. Yes, it and, was. You're uh, correct. And so, yeah, coming up on the road for the first time as a new team in a new gym and like sort of that environment is difficult to play with. But, you know, as um, as Coach Allen said, like we're zero zero right now and, you know, we have 11 games left and all that matters is the 11 games. It doesn't matter our result at Washburn last time. We're just playing ourselves. Final question for you, then. You've got those 11 games left, as you mentioned, about, you know, uh, one full month of the season or so plus a week left what are your goals for yourself and what are your goals for the team over this 11 game stretch um personally for myself it's just to keep playing confident keep playing free and just, just try my best to have fun and do as much as i can with the team you know but as a team i believe you know our mindset going in is to win all 11 games and you know i believe we can compete with anyone in the country and why can't we win 11 games right and that's how we're going into it Ian Lee, the Newman Jets men's basketball team, they are back in action on Thursday. You can hear that game on the Newman Jets Audio Network. Double header coverage starts at 5.30 from right here in Fugate Gymnasium as the Jets get set for double header coverage against the Washburn Ichabods. Ian, good luck. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Mark. Thank you. That is our show for this week. We'll be back next week. I think we're going to have some baseball on next week. So baseball fans have got you covered next week. So stay tuned for that. So until next time, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.